This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armony. No, hold on. It's getting late. Take two. This is Cliff Compton, and you can listen. You're listening to Live from the, what is it, Armory? Like an actual Armory? Armory. Yeah, like an Armory, like a building. Oh, I thought I said something else. All right. Ready? Take six. Yes. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. Now I can't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do a different? Why don't we do a different one? Uh, we'll, we'll be original. How about, how about this one? How about we'll make it easy? This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. All right. This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. It's one of the best wrestling shows out there. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Just me rambling on incoherently, and Laura talking about Caleb Conley. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605, with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Don't you start on me, Laura. I mean it. I'm in a bad mood. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? To drink you some calmly aid, just like I do every morning out of my O face cup. Folks, it is Wednesday night. That means that you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I'm your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a few moments, as always, as guaranteed, as billed, will be the lovely Laura. Folks, this is our 20th episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show, and we've got a good program for you tonight. Tonight on the show, it is a PWX takeover. We have Lance Lude and one half of the worst-case scenario, Ethan Case, will be joining us. Folks, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can call us here. Our studio number is 213-616-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. Our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. Folks, we are still trying to get to 2,000 followers on Twitter so that we can make some free T-shirts because Laura and I are too cheap to uh, to do this on our own. Uh, we have a really big show, like I said, and without further ado, as promised, here is Laura. Hey, Bob. What you doing, girlfriend? Oh, I am so excited because we've got two great PWX superstars on the show tonight, two of my very favorite people, Lance Lude and one half of the best tag team in wrestling, period, Ethan Case. Yes, we do. Big show. Studio line 213-816-1605. We're going to, we're going to knock this one right out of the park, and we're going to take care of this right now, too. Hold on, Laura. 770, you're on with Live from the Armory. Bob and Laura, Bob and lovely Laura, it's your favorite caller ever. 
What are you doing? I'm calling in because, like I told lovely Laura, I saw it was a TWX star-studded event, so I had to call in to make a few announcements, which actually concerns some people that wrestle for PWX. Why don't you give us the lowdown, Josh? As a matter of fact, I can go ahead and announce right now on your show. This is an exclusive. I'm not putting this on our Facebook page. I haven't even told Shafee. I haven't told Murder One. I haven't told Mr. Hollywood Roger Davis, the promoter of AWE himself. But Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, the number one show in Georgia, is proud to tell you all right here on Live from the Armory that the former PWX Tag Team Champions, worst case scenario, will be at the debut show at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment on June 22nd. That is awesome. Awesome! Now, I can't tell you who they're wrestling just yet because we're still working some things out. Matter of fact, just to put this out there, since you got Lance Lute on, I would love to talk to him more about possibly also coming into Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment because I've been studying the Carolina scene. And let me tell you something about Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment right now. If you look at our logo, which you can go on our Facebook page, I'm sure lovely Laura and Bob will put us over here a little bit later. You can go to our, our, our page, you can see our logo. It's got the AWE and the interstate symbol, and that is for a reason. Because on June 22nd, I got guys driving up 75 North. I got guys driving down 75 South. I got guys coming down 85 North. I got guys coming down 85 South. I got people on I-20. I got people on 285. This is the show in the center of the South that's going to rock the wrestling world like it's not been rocked since 1995, people. I'm telling you right Ooh. now, you, you can sit home on that day and you can order your Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but you're going to miss out on the best show in the South that night. It will be in Atlanta, Georgia, the heart and soul of the mother effing South, folks. I promise you. I promise you $15 ticket fly. You can get your tickets right now. The main event has been changed. Bob, I'm telling you, it's a huge one. Jimmy Rave, Chip Day, collectively known as Jimmy Rave approved, will face Murder One and his best friend, his homie, the man he trained, the sole assassin, former NWA World Tag Team Champion, Corey Chavis. Blackout is back together, not Blackout CZW. Blackout NWA Wildside. Blackout that used to bang up and down Ocala, Florida. Blackout that will be together at least one more time on June 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if there's anything else I can tell you except Casey will be there. So if you've ever heard Pro is Dead or you know anything about radio or the Thrashers, please know it's hosted by the celebrity guest host, Casey. But more importantly, it's putting wrestling back in Georgia. Bob, I love what you're doing here. Laura, I love what you're doing here. You guys are, are you guys are, you know what, and I, I, I didn't really put this over to you when you worked with the IWX. You guys have put the independent promotions on your back. You do more for the independents than a lot of these other shit back fucking podcasts do. Pardon my language. You know I'm excited right now. I'm excited because you got PWX coming to it. Because you got some PWX superstars coming to Atlanta. Worst case scenario, Ethan Case, Elijah Evans. You've got superstars like Chip Day and Jimmy Ray. Then, on top of that, I didn't tell you the big one. We got the first ever Atlanta Zoo fight. Do you know what an Atlanta Zoo fight is, Bob? I have no idea, but please tell me that it involves some type Laura, of a you know seal or a walrus. Is, did, Laura, do you know? It, it does. 
Laura, you want to know what Atlanta Zoo fight is? It's when you take a rhino like Bobby Moore to hit for hire, and you take a silverback gorilla like H.J. Seal, and you put them in a ring not to wrestle, not to compete. You put them to fight. And that will also happen on June 22nd. I do have some bad news, and we'll discuss that more on our debut YouTube TV show, which will debut on June the 1st, brought to you by Taylor Vision Media and the great people at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, myself included, and, of course, the fine folks at ProWrestlingIsDead.com, launching very soon as well. Ladies, I got to go. Bob, I got to go. I know you got Ethan Case on. I don't want to take up Ethan Case's time. don't want to take up Lance Luce's time. But please keep supporting Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment as we do big things in the dirty, dirty of Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for your time, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, very You're much welcome, for coming Josh. on the program. We certainly appreciate all that information. Again, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Folks, now you know why they call it Hot Lanta. That's exactly. why. Josh, to, uh, it up. Josh is always on fire. Always on fire. And it's always good to hear from Josh. Looking forward to seeing some big things happening in the Georgia area. Wanted to mention that we received our first nationally televised mention this program did on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood from Stu Stone on the 514 <laughs> television episode during the uh, Sutton family introduction with uh, Kylie Sutton. You may also know her as Allie Parker. Wanted to, uh, we put it out on social media. Wanted to thank both Stu Stone and Allie Parker uh, for uh, everything that they've done for us and and however brief the mention was, it was still mentioned, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, exactly. That's national TV, we'll, bud. It is national TV. That's a big freaking deal. So we'll, uh, we're going to get to them a little bit later. Um, I did want to put something out, uh, and, Laura, if you can put this out on social media for us, I would appreciate it. I put out this question. I'm going to pose this question to our listeners and we thank you for tuning in wherever you're tuning in at. If you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio, uh, if you're downloading the episode on iTunes, however you're listening to us, thank you very much. My question for you, the fan, is simply this. Has Ring of Honor moved past TNA as the number two promotion in the United States? Be very, very interested for, to hear your tweets, your Facebook posts, your responses on this question because as you know between uh, global war and war of the worlds uh, everything that I have read and I know Laura has read some stuff too and we've got a little bit more on ROH um, fans were 100% enthusiastic and happy about that so has Ring of Honor moved ahead of TNA the other thing I that I wanted so. to you think so? I think so, too. I, that's what I put out. I put out yes, an emphatic yes, and I've got something else that we're going to throw in here in just a moment. Um, speaking of TNA, I can confirm this has been something we've talked about on and off the past couple of weeks for just a brief moment, but I can confirm that in my sources within TNA have told me that Jessica Havoc has not signed a deal with TNA and has not been offered a contract either. So for fans of uh, Jessica Havoc, who had some hope that after seeing her on the knockouts, knockdown pay-per-view, that perhaps there was something happening there, unfortunately not. Um, 
The other thing I wanted to mention, I think that you had saw this too, Laura. It was all it was blown up all over all over Facebook and Twitter. Forbes reported a major loss in stock value for the WWE. The reported drop was valued at 1993 by the closing bell on Friday. The stock had dropped to $11.27 a share. The reasons listed were less than lucrative deal with NBC Universal. The pay-per-view revenue losses uh, attributed to only having 670,000 subscribers to the WWE network. It's estimated the network would have to carry 1.3 to 1.4 million subscribers to replace that lost revenue. That's a lot of freaking subscribers. It is, and the only way they would have ever, in my opinion, ever have gotten numbers like this is to take the product off TV, period. If you want to watch WWE, you'd have to get the network. I'm going, to have to, I'm, going to have to, I'm going to have to get a hold of George Coles because I, I think that I'm right on this, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I think that I am right. I do not believe that the WWE Network is available in the United Kingdom or Europe. And hmm. I, I need some backup on that. So if anybody knows that for sure, let us know. I, I don't believe that it's available. I could be wrong, but I did not believe it was available. So that may be some of the hiccup. I thought it was only available in the continental U.S. and Canada. So we'll have to hmm. find that out. Um, yeah, we need to find that out. A lot of names have been thrown around this past week, and, folks, we're going to uh, get Ethan Case on the line here in a couple of minutes. He's our first guest tonight. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. A lot of names have been thrown around, uh, thrown around this week that are close to signing deals with the WWE, I'll throw a couple names at mm-hmm. you. Kevin Steen, Willie Mack, Roderick Strong, all these names have been tossed around. In my opinion, Ring of Honor stands to lose the most out of this. As oh, yeah. Kevin Steen, is, as you all know, uh, is probably one of their more popular wrestlers uh, that they've had in the past few years. Uh, when Championship Wrestling from Hollywood last lost Sean Ricker almost a year ago, I told people this, and it's funny how this comes around. I told people this almost a year ago, right before, right after the red carpet rumble last year. I told people that Sean Ricker and Willie Mack carried that company. Sean Ricker left, and I said then that it was only a matter of time before Willie Mack got signed to the WWE. And guess what, folks? It looks like he's going to be heading that way. Now, just as in um, in life, sometimes when people lose something, they also gain something. And George Coles had sent me a message on this, and I wanted to pass right. this on really quickly, was that we talked about one of TNA's bigger events is called Base Brawl. I received this email this afternoon because I'm a ringside member with Ring of Honor, and it says, Ring of Honor presents Field of Honor at MCU Park in Brooklyn, August 15th. Tickets go on sale. Uh, let me see here. Tickets go on sale for ringside members on May the 21st at 10 a.m. Uh, tickets for the general public will go on sale May the 23rd. So it would look like Ring of Honor is going to take over that coveted spot 
and I believe that George had told me that they estimate usually a draw at that event of 10,000 fans. So uh, that's just uh, that's a little food for thought. Uh, and uh, is, I know yeah. one – go ahead, Laura. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling before, on. Before, no, 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 no. You're fine. I just wanted to say that uh, George tweeted me and said that you are right. It is only available in the U.S. I think they had mentioned that on their U.K. tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, the network – yeah, yeah and, that, and that's my whole point right there in itself. The fans in the U.K., and we've talked about this before, and I've got to get Ethan on the line. We've talked about this before. The fans in the U.K., and when they do their Dublin tour and all that, are starving. These are sellouts in Leeds. Uh, I, I can't remember mm-hmm. the other two cities. I, I just, you know, I don't follow it that much, but I've seen the tweets from U.K. Uh, Twitter followers that I have. They only do like one turn a year there. How much revenue is being lost because U.K. and European fans cannot subscribe to the network? I think that's probably the other, the other half, and I'm sure that they're working on that. Uh, and oh, one sure. last thing while I make this phone call, uh, the Internet imploded with CM Punk's <laughs> breaking of five months Twitter silence. His tweet was, he tweeted that the stall he was in at the United Center was out of toilet paper for game one of Chicago versus Los Angeles. No, that's not what he tweeted. He tweeted something about something, and the Internet damn near died. So I just tweeted back <laughs> to Mr. Punk that, you know, I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if a million marks had all cried out at once. So. And that is the best tweet ever. Uh, you know, sometimes I get it. Maybe he doesn't recognize the number. Maybe not. Let me um, send him a message. Okay. All right. We want to cancel that call there. Hello. Ethan? Oh, hello. Yes. Ethan, are you there? I, I had him and I lost him. Hold on. Oh, man. We're going to try it. We're going to try it again. Hold on. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Get him again. See, this is this is the pitfalls of, of live radio. Hello. Hi, Ethan. Yes. Hi, it's Bunkhouse Bob, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. What's going on, Bob? What's happening? Uh, another day in paradise, man. How are you, brother? I tell you, it's just been rough in the salt mines. Rough. <laughs> well, hey, at least we got PWX to look forward to this weekend. That's right. That's right. I'm going to tell you right up front, uh, Ethan, we are live on the air, and, of course, with me on the uh, other part of the line is uh, the co-host of the show, the lovely Laura, is with us as well. Hello, darling. Hey, Ethan, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well talking to you. Hello. Right. All right, so let's get something right out of the way, right off the bat. Bob, if you were talking about people getting signed and they're getting signed, I need you to say that Ethan Case is going to get signed out of PWX. (laughs) 
You know, it's like the Midas touch. You know, sometimes <laughs> it sometimes it works, and sometimes I'm just spinning straw, brother. Sometimes it goes gold, and sometimes it doesn't. But most of the time, I'm right. So, folks, if you're mm-hmm. listening, if you're listening, I feel in my heart of hearts that it's just a question of time before you see Ethan Case on a much bigger platform than what you're seeing him at now. Fantastic. There you go, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're more it. than thank welcome. You. Anytime. Ethan, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. I know that you're a busy oh, man, no. and I uh, appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Um, I watched some tape of you and Elijah Evans, and I was impressed probably most with your, your timing and your cohesiveness together, and that's something that, you know, I don't get to see a lot, you know, uh, out of tag team wrestling. It seems like one guy's carrying the ball or, you know, something like that. But my, my question to you, uh, in your opinion, is tag team wrestling back? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, everywhere, too. It's not just like it's a southern thing or a or northern thing or a west coast thing. It seems like every region has their tag teams, and we're all getting lucky enough to work each other. Um platform for that for us has been beyond wrestling which we're uh you know we got to work team iou out of there we work team um dui out of new york um Mm -hmm. and also we worked ar fox and black baron who are from atlanta but you know we're having really good matches out of there and then with pwx as well you know we have a hot tag division uh we have us we have country jack uh which is Corey hollis and adam page uh pretty adam page sorry he gets mad at me if I don't put pretty in there. Um, yeah, he is pretty. Then, he is, yeah. isn't he? Just that curly yeah. hair. Wow. And then uh, Los Mendejos, of course, who are probably one of the best tag teams we've ever stepped foot in ring with. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, a couple of those tag teams and, and your matches against them. I, I was going through, you know, we always do a little back work, always try to try to find out a little bit about, about our guests. I read on your Facebook profile uh, and if I'm correct, you're originally from Fairbanks, Alaska. Is that right? Correct. Tell us correct. a little bit about Fairbanks and how you got from Fairbanks to where you are now. Um, well, actually, when we lived up there, it was my dad was a railroad engineer. Okay. Uh, so he worked on railroads for a while here, and then my family is actually all from the south, so I still have a little bit of a twang. But we, um, <laughs> when he got laid off, we moved back to South Carolina. Um, when we moved back to South Carolina was when I actually discovered, like, indie wrestling. Um, my mom used to go to NWA, was in Greenville every Monday night at the auditorium, and she used to be one of those people, like, I'm almost positive Ricky Morton may be my father. <laughs> <laughs> what you're trying to tell me, Ethan, is is that the postman does always ring twice? That's it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, I throw a good drop yeah. kick. So, like, it, yeah, it all, it all comes together. Awesome. I hear you. Um, and then when I moved back here, um, there was a small little indie show ran by Brody Ray Chase, who does some stuff in NWA Anarchy. Um, and he had a lot of good talent from that show as well. Sorry, his motorcycle's going by. Um, and I got hooked up with them. They did like a um, like an amateur night kind of thing. Right. And you'd pay like 20 bucks, you'd show up. They would teach you like the bare minimum, like barely how to run the ropes. And it was kind of like we did a backyard show, but it was in a in an actual ring, okay. which was cool. It was kind of like his initiative of letting kids do backyard without being in a backyard and being supervised, right. which, you know, I, I will always appreciate him for that. 
And then uh, a buddy of mine ran a show, and I had, like, no training. He ran a show in Easley, South Carolina, and um, a great company out of North Carolina called Southern Wrestling Association, which is ran by David Reimer, um, they supplied the ring. And I think I wrestled, like, four times that night under, like, three different masks. It was so bad. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. The, the draw was, like, seven-plus family, you know? Right. And uh, right. after that, he invited me to a show in Hendersonville. And um, with that, I got hooked up with their training program and hooked up with a guy named uh, Superlaw that wrestles out of North Carolina. Um, and with that, his real name's Lyle Case, which uh, is where I got the name from. But anyway, uh, with that, I actually got trained through those guys. Okay. And, and Lyle actually taught me everything that I know, which helped me because he was a style aficionado. Like, he was all into lucha and all into strong style and the Japanese style and British wrestling and catch wrestling. And he was able to pass that along to me instead of the traditional southern wrestling, like, you know, hey, let's hold a headlock for 10 minutes and right. tamper down from there. <laughs> right. Um, and then I got lucky um, meeting Elijah uh, a little over two years ago, or right at two years ago, actually, and got hooked up with WWA4 out of Atlanta, and I've got to really train with those guys a little bit and learn a lot from all those cats. And if you don't know about WWA4, they are they're based out of Atlanta. They do weekly shows every Thursday night, and they have the best talent in the world come in. I'm talking about guys like Jonathan Gresham, Uha Nation, A.R. Fox, Black Baron, Shinron, um, myself and Elijah are there on occasion, and, and the students there are really hungry, which makes it you know a, a great environment to not only learn but to teach as well. Right. Now I noticed uh, I noticed on one of your posts, and 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 I try to you know keep up with what people do on their off time. You know because it's it's wrestling, but it's not always all about wrestling. I saw that you ran a 5K mud run. I did. I, pers- I personally am not a runner. I mean, I can run from here to the bathroom and back, but I, I'm not a I'm not a long distance or a 5K runner. What was that experience like? I mean, it's something I wouldn't mind trying if I thought that I could, you know, get in good enough shape to do it. Because you know, I, I got a lot of ring rust. But what was it like for you? Oh, man, it was amazing. I've never done anything like that either. Um, and I'm not really a runner, per se. Um, but the five, the mud run was amazing. Um, me and my partner from at Beyond Fitness, you follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Um, or it's at underscore Beyond Fitness, I'm sorry. Take it, that's you plug. And then, um, you know, we actually trained, because I'm a personal trainer at a gym for uh, for a real job. So um, we ran a class a couple of days a week, and we were actually training for the motor run. So I think we had a little bit of heads up on most people. We did it in an hour and one minute. Wow. Which, you know, was a top ten finish, which I was thoroughly impressed with for never doing it. And I got hurt right off the bat. Which How did you get hurt? Uh, what did you do? Well, if anybody, the people that know me know that I'm accident prone, like 110%. Okay. Uh, like the third obstacle... That's, you walk that's through like a, a lake. combination being a wrestler and being accident prone. Now wait, in the ring, <laughs> I'm grateful. I don't know how it works, okay. but like, <laughs> okay, anywhere else, I'm hitting my elbow off everything, or I'm tripping and falling, and okay. Um, the third obstacle, you walk down into part of the lake, 
And okay. and then you have to go up this 40-foot embankment that they had soaked down, so it was real slick. And uh, I watched my partner get out, and I watched her grab onto, like, the full rope thing and then step up onto the onto the uh, little embankment. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need no help. So when I put my foot up there, I went to go step up. My foot came up from underneath me, and I bashed my ribs off the embankment. So Ooh. ran the whole thing, not being able to take a full breath. So I was impressed with it. Now, but, um, you, you, meant, you mentioned several of the promotions that, that you've done work for, and, and, and I think your body of work in PWX speaks for itself. Uh, what do you consider your best match in PWX has been to date? Oh, God. Oh, this person has been Dejo's. Okay. Absolutely. Um, the night that we had AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. Um, that we went out there with Lost Ben Dejo's. you guys. Thank you. Um, and it's one of those things, you know, selfishly, of course, uh, a lot of guys will sit there and it's, um, well, you know, you, you got to save something for the main event. you got to, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't go too hard because you don't want to kill it for the main event. That is not the mentality of PWX. We have eight matches, and all eight matches go to steal the show from top to bottom. Okay. So we, um, for the Tag Team Championships, us versus Bendejo's, we definitely went all in, and I think the product turned out amazing. And uh, you can catch that actually on pwxwrestling.com. Um, and I don't, I don't know what episode it was, 22 maybe? But um, And also through the yeah. PWX app. If you have a smartphone, make sure to download the PWX Wrestling app because they pay me every time you do. So help a, help a, starving, a starving sports entertainer out. Folks, uh, our studio number is 213-816-1605. We've got uh, one more question for you, uh, Ethan, and we've got a caller on the line, I believe. Carrying the PWX tag team titles for the length of time that you and Elijah did uh, Mm -hmm. has to carry with it uh, a tremendous burden in the sense that uh, fans can be fickle and want change. How do you not fall into a routine of using the same move sets at the same time and keeping things fresh. Um, that's that's another thing with PWX. You know, you constantly have to step up your element. Um, and something that we've learned in other places as well. Uh, so we do we do switch stuff out all the time. Of course, um, as much as possible, we hit move of the night, which mm-hmm. is my favorite thing in the world. Um, <laughs> are you familiar with move of the night, Bob? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, just making sure it's outstanding. <laughs> Yes. Um, from that, PWX is also that weird wrestling crowd where they're smart to it. So they they get behind us. No matter what we do, no matter how dastardly we are, they, they're still pretty much behind us. And I think it's because of the entertainment factor that we do bring as a team. We're going to, uh, we're going to take this call. Hold on one second. Either. Please do. Is it Tommy? I think. Is it Tommy? Oh, I love that guy. 704, you're on with live from the Armory and Ethan Case. Hey, first and foremost, I just want to say that, Ethan, you are the man. I love you, Tommy. Oh, my God. You are the, you are the man, dude. I just wanted to first and foremost say that. You're the man, Nature. I love it. I, no, dude, you're the man, and Eli's the man. <laughs> and Folks, also, you just, uh, uh, Laura, Bob, did you guys download the app? 
I just wanted to verify that you guys downloaded the app, like he said. The app has been I downloaded. I downloaded the app a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, just just making sure, guys. Now, um, Ethan, I just wanted to call in and say that you are the man, and to, so these fans out here know what episodes they can watch worst-case scenario on on PWX TV. Get your pens and papers out. Episode. We are the two. we are the most watched or the most put wrestlers on the episodic television show. I'm just saying. Just saying. It is very yeah. true. That is a true fact. Episodes two, six, ten. 17, 20, 22, 23, 29, and 28. I don't know why I gave the last two out of order, but either okay, way. It's like sports entertainment bingo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you want to watch the greatest tag team on the planet, watch those episodes. That's all I wanted to say. Ethan, you are the man, and I hope all these people on the planet know that. Tommy, I love you, Bubba. I'll see you Saturday. Thank you, Tommy. And there goes Tommy. Laura, take it away. What a great guy, huh? What a great, fabulous, fabulous I, man. Fabulous man. I, I love Tommy. I absolutely love Tommy. Um, Ethan, uh, Jesse Morgan and I are good friends, and she told me about you being a personal trainer, and you had mentioned you were a personal trainer. Yes. So could you tell us a little more about that and what types of exercises you know you incorporate in your personal training? Oh, man, it it really depends on the situation. Because um, with me, I do body transformation at my gym. Um, like, we have a guy that does bodybuilding. We have a girl that does most of our women clients because most women are uncomfortable training with a male trainer. Um, right. And then, of course, you have the the older category of women that want eye candy, which I am great for. <laughs> and, yes, you are. <laughs> and then um, from there... Um, really, it, is, it really depends on everything. I do a lot of cardio training because um, me personally, this time last year, I was about 250, 255, um, and I got big. And I and I used wearing a singlet as an excuse not to not to have to be in shape. And I wore like baggy shorts, and it just looked horrible. Um, and thankfully, Elijah really talked me into you know getting in shape because I mean, Elijah's. We tell you what Elijah Evans the fourth does on road trips. We get through the show and we go eat, and I'm like, "Yes, I'll have a grilled chicken salad, no dressing, no type of bread on it or anything." And he's like, "Yeah, and I'll have a quadruple bacon cheeseburger." <laughs> <laughs> and I try to talk to him like, "E man, maybe you should get something else." And he pulls out the. I'll tell you what, Ethan. When you get asked like I have, then you can tell me how to eat. <laughs> I'm like, well, touche. Um, so diet is a huge part of it um, and your eating habits and how much you eat and how often you eat and um, and how you control that. So I really work with people on that aspect. And then when we do our sessions, it's mostly cardio. Because oh, okay. personal training is, is a lot of, like, you have the knowledge of lifting, but it's also more about um, the motivation. That's why most people need it is because, like, it, you see a lot of people, they go to the gym and they'll do a set and then they just sit on the equipment and they'll wait and then they lose their, their energy and their motivation and then shortly right. thereafter they'll be leaving. Um, it's really that extra push to get people through the through the workouts. Heck, I'm ready to go right now. I know, right? <laughs> um, 
you know, I've said on numerous occasions that I think you and Elijah, as worst case scenario, you're one of the best tag teams in wrestling. Period. In, in my opinion. Thank you. And Thank you. you're you're very welcome. And we were talking about tag team wrestling a little bit ago, and it seems to be thriving. You know, in the Indies right now. But why do you think that's not necessarily the case in WWE or TNA? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with chemistry because they have to find guys that do end up having chemistry. So they play around a lot with mixed matching guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like you see the Curtis Axel Ryback situation. You know, they yeah, put two guys awesome. together and they kind of, well, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, they both were so over for so long and then they had both had Heyman and, and then it's like, well, how do we keep them relevant? Right. So we put them in the tag team just to keep them on TV because we don't know what to do with them as singles. So, um, and then from there, you know, they like their tag division they have though. The Usos Brotherhood matches have been amazing. Like, I'm a big fan of the Usos. Love those cats. True. Um, and then like, you know, they're doing the six man tag matches a lot. Anytime they say Wyatt versus the Shield, like I just. You know, I'm I, I know for a fact I'm watching the main event that night. Um, so they in that, that aspect as well, you know, they're still working that tag style. So I think that's really keeping it relevant. And you got to think, you know, nine out of the ten main events on TV lately have been six man tags. Mm-hmm. So and I mean they even put Cena in it. You're right. You know, they did like Cena and the Usos versus the Wyatts and stuff like that. So tag right. wrestling really is. And there's a science to it, man, and a lot of people don't get it. And, you know, fortunately, I feel like myself and Elijah are coming into that circle to where we we can go with anyone. Um, like, they're going to be in town this weekend. I'll go and give a shout-out to them. Uh, the Bravado Brothers, Harlem and Lancelot. Um, they're good, too. Our first, they're amazing. And our first title defense, when we won the PWX Tag Title, was against the Bravados. Um, oh. Now, when we won the PWX Tag Team titles, we'd only been tagging a year. We haven't actually been a tag team that long. Um, and we still hadn't found our own yet. And we learned so much working with those guys, and we were so nervous. Um, that's episode two that you can check that out on uh, oh, PWX wow. television. Um, and you can see Out of Shape Beefing Case, too. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, that was when that was when I really started like my transformation and stuff. It was bad. Um, but yeah, um, like with tag wrestling and then Los Bendejos, everybody, you know, we have our little blood feud with Los Bendejos. But yeah, I'm the first one to tell you those two guys are amazing, and we've learned a lot wrestling them too. Like because it is a style battle. Of course, me and uh, Elijah are not luchadors by any sense of the word. Um, although Elijah will pull out a dive every once in a while, and it's pretty sweet. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, Los Bendejos are another team that we learned so much from. I mean, we've been feuding with them for the last eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and that's really something that I feel like is turnabout fair play because the, the more teams that you wrestle that are good, the better off the tag division in wrestling will be. And, unfortunately, like, you go to a lot of smaller shows and stuff, and there's tag teams that don't get it, or they just, you know, there's two guys that are thrown together. Um, right. I, I did a show this past Saturday in Forest City, North Carolina, uh, for Southern Wrestling Association, the company I started with, and I hadn't been there in almost a year. And I went back, and the product they are putting out is amazing. Um, there's a tag team there that hasn't got a lot of notor- uh, notoriety yet, and I'll mention them. They're uh, real excellence. It's uh, Joshua Cutshaw and Tracer yeah. X. 
Um, and those two guys tore it up. Like, they were amazing as a tag team. And, you know, they had that fluidity, and they were there, and they, you know, it felt like they understand. Um, and then in the main event, there was those two local guys, James Drake and Rob Kiljoy, that blew the roof off the place. Like, it was probably one of the best uh, non-mainstream indie matches that I've seen in a long time. They just went out there and destroyed it for 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and if everybody uh, produced products like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, James Drake punched Rob's mom in the mouth. And <laughs> like, dude. Like, yeah. Like, too legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, like, come <Yes. laughs> on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, and Rob's going to be on the show in a, in a month or so, so yeah. He should be. Um, yeah, Rob's great. Rob's an absolute, yeah. And I've known Rob for probably eight years. I mean, if not longer, and, you know, we used to do these small, horrible indie shows together, and it was kind of like one of those things where even on those shows, you know, you can tell who the guys that are good are and the guys that kind of understand wrestling. And, unfortunately, it's like you get big fish in a small pond syndrome. And, you know, I'm at that point in my career where I want to be the small fish in the big pond under my keep, if that makes sense. That's a, that's that's a, that's a great way to look at it. And speaking of big fishes, um, George Coles, who's a listener, a longtime listener, and and has co-hosted with me a couple times on the show, wants to know: Is there any chance that we will see bad influence versus worst case scenario in PWX anytime soon? Would that not be amazing? Um, I, it, I of course, would. we would love I, to. I'd put you two up against anybody. We would love to. Um, and, you know, there's those big tag teams that you always want. Like, um, right. of course, to me, the best tag team in the world is the Young Bucks. Um, well, it's They're a tie good. for me. It's, it's Young Bucks and Red Dragon. I'm a huge Kyle O'Reilly fan. Like, he's he's just a bromigo. He like, is. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> Juicy Product, have you he heard awesome. of those guys? I have. I have heard of them. JT Dunn and David Starr, they are really good. They're out of combat zone. They just won the FIP tag team titles. Um, yeah, another tag FIP. team out of Florida. Yeah, FIP, they put on some good shows. Um, they have Savages down there as well, which is uh, Eddie Graves and Teddy Stigma. And those two guys are awesome as well. Uh, you know, so it's, it's one of those things like any region that you can go to right now, you have that chance of working a really good tag team and really getting your name out there. Awesome. Um, well, I, you know, I want to ask you this. Um, you know, I, I've said that Tommy is the best manager in the business right now, period. Correct. And I think that you guys and Tommy, you remind me a lot of Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express back in the day. Has anyone else made that comparison to you? Uh, yes, me. I know for a fact that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and and as soon as it dawned on me, because we were in the back one night, and somebody said something about Tommy's promos being like Cornette. And um, and as soon as they said it, I said dibs on Bobby. Like, I'm Bobby Eaton. <laughs> dibs on Bobby, you know. Uh, say what now? You don't want to well, be you know, I could be stunned, but see, when, when I think midnight, I think Dennis and Bobby. That's my that's my gotcha. midnight that I go to. So, um, you know, Elijah being the rough and tough brawler, of course, he's automatically Dennis. Right. It's on Ricky in the rock and roll comparison as well. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he could be your dad, right? Exactly. So, I mean, blonde hair and dropkicks, that's all I'm saying. That's going to be a new hashtag, blonde hair and dropkicks. 
There you go. Come on here and drop kick. I'll, I'll put that on Twitter right now. Exactly. Thank you. Let's get this started. <laughs> oh, which you can follow me at Ethan Case Closed. Don't forget about that. And at Elijah underscore IV. On Twitter. We were, we, were, we were coming up on that, Ethan. We were coming up on that. Uh, Ethan, I wanted to I wanted to uh, to thank you for taking the time to come on the program with us tonight. Uh, no problem. As you know, we've got another PWX star coming up here in just a few moments. I know the my of, favorite uh, wrestler and my favorite wrestler in the indie scene. I love Lance and, Lute. You know, Laura had this down. Lance Lute had told her that you were his favorite dude. So now we can say that you're his favorite dude, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll go ahead and tell you real quick, uh, we have made looting a thing. If you have not heard Lance Lou's interest music, it is the most amazing song ever. It's called I'm On Everything. And uh, if you ever watch Lance come out, the strut that he does, we will literally sing that song, not just at shows. I'm talking about in restaurants, in the middle of stores. It doesn't matter. I do it at the house. I just walk around singing his song and strutting like Lance Lute. So, you know, that kid is contagious. Very cool. Ethan, can you tell us what upcoming events that you've got coming up in the next couple weeks so that fans know where where you're at? Absolutely. Um, This weekend, of course, is PWX Friday night. We are Saturday night. I'm sorry. We are in – it's not Archdale anymore. What's the town? Thomasville. We're in Thomasville, North Carolina. Um, and then on Saturday we are in Charlotte, which is going to be good because we actually have an NWA world champion in the house, and Chase Owens, who is the uh, junior heavyweight champion, um, bringing that back to Charlotte. Uh, next weekend is, what's the date on that? The 31st? I believe yeah. so. Correct. Yes, we're in uh, Villarica, North, or Georgia, on that one. Um, and the weekend after that, on the 7th of July, we are in Augusta, Georgia for Flatline Pro Wrestling. And Sunday, we are heading down to Orlando for Beyond Taping. So. Very, very cool. Awesome. Ethan, be- Ethan, before we let you go, could you record a little promo for us and just say this is Ethan Case. You're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Absolutely. You can go whenever you're ready. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. You going to count me down like a rocket ship? <laughs> no, you can blast off on your own, son. <laughs> yes, I can. All right. <laughs> this is Ethan Case, and if you want to hear the best in sports entertainment news, you are listening to it right here at Live from the Armory on Blog Talk Radio. Ethan, thank you very much for your time tonight. We certainly appreciate it. We wish you all the best of luck this weekend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, Ethan, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ethan. I'll see you thank Saturday. You. Yes, you will. Live in the living color. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. Bye. Bye. All right, and there goes Ethan, folks. Very, very cool to have him on. We're, uh, what yeah, a, he's a good guy. He's back on for longer. Yeah, you know what? That's the problem with these double book shows is that we don't get the time that we want, nor do we get the time that they deserve uh, right. in order to do it. Because, I mean, honestly, folks, we could we could probably ramble on here for about four hours, but I don't think anybody want to listen to us for four hours. But I got and somebody that let us. probably not, no. And uh, 
I got somebody that I've got about four hours worth of conversation I'd like to have. I'm going to call this guy. Oh, well. Have to wait and see. It's Caleb Conley. What's going on, guys? I'm trying to reach hey, PWX Caleb. champion Caleb Conley. Well, you're speaking to him. This is Bunkhouse Bob from Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Mr. Conley, how are you this evening? Well, I'm in the middle of practice, so trying to trying to teach the future of this business. But I'm on the radio with you guys, so of course I'm pretty good. Well, joining me uh, as always is your alleged BFF, Laura. Alleged? It's it's very true. Uh, it's very okay. true, Bob. Hater. All right, uh, Mr. Conley. The reason for my phone call this evening is is that. Uh, there are certain towns that resonate uh, wrestling history. Atlanta, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Saturday night, Thomasville, North Carolina, will join that list of names. You have a very big match scheduled to face Cedric Alexander in a no-DQ match for the PWX Heavyweight Championship. Wanted to know if we could get some of your thoughts if you had the time, sir. Well, my thoughts are this. Um, just as every night for the past year, I am the PWX champion. And after Saturday night, in whatever little bum crap town is somewhere between here and wherever it is in Greensboro, a town I've never even heard of, that me booked in a no disqualification match, I'm, I'm going to leave that little thick town the same way. And that's the PWX heavyweight champion. That's right. Now, it's no secret that uh, you and Cedric have had battles. Cedric has been chasing this title for quite some time. And most recently, I believe it was on uh, on the PWX app, uh, on episode 35, I had the, uh, had the uh, misfortune of watching that video footage. And it would appear to me by all, you know, video does not lie, there seemed to be some type of... Uh, interference between not only the referee, but seemed to be interference from the other half of the PWX Power Couple and one Amanda Rodriguez that cost Mr. Alexander that title. Would you care to elaborate what co- on... What cost, his, what cost him the title was his hot head. He hit Brian Kanabrowski, the owner of PWX, hit him, knocked him out. What, what we can't just allow... Vigilantes to go running around PWX hitting our officials. He knocked out a referee, drop kicked him right in the face, and then knocked out the owner of PWX. We just can't, we just can't allow that kind of crap. That tomfoolery is not for PWX. We're a professional company, and he deserves his, exactly. his, his, his suspension. But Mr. Connolly, okay, all, so we're gonna have a new disqualification match, and it's gonna end the same way. In all fairness and with all due respect, sir, you pulled the referee in front of you. Look, that referee was out of position. He should have been nowhere near me. I was in I was in danger. I grabbed the nearest thing I saw. That referee should have not been anywhere near me. He got himself in the line of danger. And that is part of a referee's job is to stay out of the line of danger and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I didn't do that on purpose. 
it was merely an accident. Cedric then took it upon himself to blatantly, blatantly strike our officials and our owner. There you well, have it. Laura, you, you, you are not biased in this at all, are you? I mean, it, not it's, at no, all. It's, no, yeah, it's no secret. It's no, no long-standing secret that you have been underneath this man's influence for quite some time. But unfortunately, for you and for the rest of the PWX fans who had put so much stock, put so much faith, had put so much hope in one Mr. Conley to help carry PWX, all he's done is degrade that belt. You know it, I know it, he knows it. Why don't we just call it the belt? I have have been the champion for 16 months now. Degrade the championship. I am exactly. I am I am PWX Bob. I don't, I don't think you, you understand. Once, he is. once once the foundation, which is what I am, of PWX, is broken, the whole tower falls. Exactly, Mr. Conley. It, it's no secret, Mr. Conley, that you and I have, don't see eye to eye, and we sp- certainly don't see eye to eye on your title run. However long it may be have been, it's tainted. In my opinion, it's tainted. Oh, your view is, it tainted. is not tainted. Your view is tainted. No, my my view is not tainted. The scales fell away from my eyes a long time ago, and it's my firm belief that this weekend the PWX fans will finally see you for what you are, and that's nothing more than a, a champion. Fraud. No, a, a fraud. great champion. No, not a great fraud. champion. A fraud. Not a great champion. The greatest champion. No, not the greatest there you champion go. either. No. no. Caleb has done nothing more than what Ric Flair did when he was champion. And I don't hear anybody say anything about, you know, how tainted the NWA belt uh, is because Ric Flair held it. And he hasn't done anything worse than what Ric Flair's done. So, whatever. Don't you think, I Mr. Agree, Conley, Laura. don't you think, Mr. Thank Conley, you. That a man of your position, being the PWX champ, that people hold you in a higher regard, that there's a higher expectation level, that you're under the microscope? I'm definitely under the microscope. People definitely hold me to a higher regard. And, and I just believe like that I in- do every PWX show on this Saturday, I'm going to live up to that expectation, and I'm going to give the people the damnedest match they've ever seen, and I'm going to do it against that dastardly vigilante Cedric Alexander who thinks it's okay to just go beating up on whoever he damn well pleases. Well, when it's no disqualification time, I can do whatever I damn well please as well. Well, I guess the only thing that I can, yeah, the only thing that I can say, Mr. Conley, is is that in this no-named hick town, also known as Thomasville, North Carolina, as I told Amanda I couldn't even Google that. You couldn't even, I couldn't (laughs) find it on MapQuest either. But it's hard. I, told Amanda, I told Amanda this last week. I certainly hope that if they don't have a Walmart, that they have a Dollar General so that she can go and buy box upon box of Kleenexes because I think that the outcome is not what you're expecting. Well, we'll see. Mr. Conley, thank you very much for your time this evening, sir. I know that you're a very busy man, and I know that you have to prepare for this weekend. I'd like to wish you the best of luck, but I won't. I'll leave that to Laura. Well, Bob, are you coming out this weekend? Because I think I have a front row seat with your name on it. There is, uh, <laughs> Mr. Conley, I, I, I feel very intimidated right now. I, I firmly believe that 
after everything's been said and done, that if you and I were in the same venue, that you would not be as cordial with me as you have been over the phone. And uh, I'm no, not willing to put myself in that type of position. In Thomasville, with your name on it, and you can come and watch from the front row. Watch me kick Cedric Alexander's ass up and down that Thomasville or whatever ville we might be in Saturday. If I can find the Google and the MapQuest directions to get to this little building, I'm going to be there, and, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you just what kind of champion I am. Mr. Connolly, I certainly appreciate I'll be in the front row. I know you will. I know you will. I certainly well, appreciate then you, the Well, then you might get some of the champagne when I win. The, the post-match celebration will be extraordinary. Awesome. I, don't believe, I don't believe that I want any of that Conley aid. It's tainted. No, uh, that's not the only kind of aid you got. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Conley, thank you very much for your time this evening, sir. All right. And, I'm going to uh, go back and train the youth of America. Yeah, Have at it, sir. Have at it. See you Saturday, Caleb. And there he goes. One Caleb Conley. <laughs> the PWX champ. Lord, yeah, how the frying you know, pan into you the have, fire. You, you, we, we cannot archive this show. You know that until we take that out. I will take care of taking it out. I will. Okay. I'll have to figure out some because, way to edit it. Because I've already gotten a couple tweets like I'm prank calling Caleb Conley, and I'm like, shit, you're not. <laughs> Well, I, I have to apologize. I apologize to him right now. My finger wasn't quick enough on the button. I thought that the phone had disconnected, and uh, obviously it hadn't. So, uh, you know, again, I think this goes back to uh, what we had talked about, about being uh, respectful fans. Uh, if you heard That's something. That's true. Well, this is mostly like this is Sleaze and Tommy. So, I mean, uh, it's not uh, like, you know, everyday yeah. fans, so. Yeah, all right. Well, we've got another phone call to make. We roll from one to the other to the other to the other. So <clears throat> let's see if we can get Lance Lute on the line, and hopefully I won't give out his phone number either. <laughs> God. What's up? Lance, how are you? How are you, sir? I am capital. Just capital. With, 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 a, with, a, with a capital C, I hope. Yes, absolutely with a capital C. <laughs> right. quality, is, quality is job one. That, that's good, because if it's job two, then you're doing a horrible job. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Folks, uh, on the line with us right now, PWX star Lance Lude is joining us. Our studio number, 213-816-1605. Lance, with me on the phone, as always, is our co-host, the lovely Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey. Hey, Lance, how you doing? I'm here. <laughs> Lance, I, I want to thank you for taking the time out of, out of your schedule to be with us. Um I know that because uh, it's oh so busy. It's oh so busy. <laughs> well, you you never know what you're, you're lucky. You you know you you know I'm charging by the minute, right? I'm a busy yeah, man. I, I, 
I understand that. I understand that. Everybody's got a rate. It's, Everybody has a price. It's like the old WCW hotline. I'm charging exactly. you uh, four ninety nine the first minute, ninety nine cents each additional minute. So, hope you guys are exactly. keeping track. <laughs> I understand completely. I understand completely. Uh, first and foremost, Lance, uh, the first question I have with you is, uh, with all the attention that Daniel Bryant has received over the course of the past year in being not the average-sized guy in wrestling, what, if anything, has that done for guys that don't fit that cliched mold or that stereotypical wrestler build? What has that done for for guys like that? I mean, realistically, if you look at it, Daniel Bryan, he, he's, he, he's a great athlete. He's a great wrestler. Um, give him all the codes in the world, but this isn't this isn't new to wrestling. It's not like it's something that um, everyone's like, oh, a smaller guy's on top now, so it gives me hope. Um, you know, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, b- both small guys, small stature, and, and they were at the top too. I mean, um, it, it's like the old saying, it's, you know, a, a, a time and a place when... when he, there was a time that uh, Daniel Bryan found something with the with the Yes movement. The crowd took to it. And they got behind him, and I mean, he's a likable guy, you know, and he's a great athlete to boot. So it's easy to get behind him, and you know, I mean, it gives us hope as small guys. But realistically, it's a big man's world, and they already have a Daniel Bryan of that stature. So you can't really look at it and say, oh, well, now's the time for small guys to rise to the top because it's realistically it's 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 not going to be everyone. And, you know, Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan, and that's the reason why he is where he is. So does it give me hope um, to go to the WWE? No. Um, it's... It's cool that that style is now, um, I guess, more focused on. Smaller guys are more focused on, so it it it, it lets the fans of the WWE look out for other guys of that stature. They're like, oh, well, you know, this small guy is doing all these cool things, and he's such a good wrestler. Well, well, this guy is small, so let me check out this guy and. You know, oh wow! Well, he's working. You know, this guy. He, he, um, it's it gives us hope, but I mean, realistically, that's what it is—just hope. Okay. Now, I watched a match with you and Sanjay Dutt on YouTube. This was for LTW Wrestling. It was in a steel cage match that you two had in 2013. I was just going through something. I go back through and I watch whether it's on the PWX app or I watch it on YouTube. I go back through and I try to watch some matches. And I watched a couple, and then I came across this one, and I watched it. And something appeared wrong in, like, the first ten minutes of this match. Do you remember the match that I'm speaking of? Uh, I, I remember. As soon as you brought it up, I knew exactly where it was going. Um, what, what, yeah, what happened? I, well, originally... Um, what happened was not supposed to happen. Um, as we're going to the match, everything is normal. And it was just one of those, honestly, it was just a freak 
what the heck is going on in my mind. We just stopped me, Sanjay and I are going, going to the match, everything's going well. And uh, he takes a flare bump after a series of shots from me. And he doesn't get up. So not knowing that, you know, thinking that he's just selling, you know, I, I start, you know, making the climb, thinking he's going to, you know, bring me down. Um, not the case. Not the case at all. And it being the first literally three minutes of the match, and right. it was the main event, I mean, that's, you know, you can't, that, that that's not a, a good look. So, And also I was worried about him as well. So, you know, I, I go back in and 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 I, Sanjay, are you okay? And oh, and that, once I heard that, I knew it wasn't a good sign. Um, right. at, after about you know a good three or four minutes um, of just kind of strategically moving him around, he finally came to, but didn't remember anything. Um, he had knocked himself out on the flutter ball. And uh, it was just one of those freak accident things. So, yeah, something went wrong. And uh, But, you know, the rest of the match went the way, you know, it was supposed to go. So it, right. it all worked out. But Right. And that that's what I was curious about and just watching it, you know, when you talked about the flare bump. I mean, you know, he, he takes a couple steps and he does a face plant. And I'm like, okay, you know, and then, you know, you climbed up over the cage and kind of looked back, and he's still laying there, and I'm like, you know, what, you know what's going on? So I, I appreciate the explanation on that. It makes, makes a lot more sense. Um, some fans may not be familiar with all the promotions you've wrestled for. I, I know you from PWX, and I also know you from uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic. Can you give us a rundown on some of the other promotions that you've wrestled for? Um, I've wrestled uh, for Ring of Honor. I wrestled for CZW, um, FIP. Um, let's see, Urban Wrestling Federation, um, Richmond Lucha Libre out of uh, Richmond, Virginia, um, Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Um, but yeah, the the main, I guess the most prominent promotions would be I, I worked for Ring of Honor. Uh, in, a, in a tag team called uh, The Set with myself and uh, my former partner, Jay Sin. And we also worked with CZW doing the tag gimmick. And then I went on to do singles work with Urban Wrestling Federation. Um, but, yeah, those are some of the, those are the promotions that I've worked for. Okay. Uh, I know that PWX is constantly bringing in new faces, and I know that they're – they're bringing some in for this uh, upcoming event, uh, for this PWX weekend. Um, whom would you like to see PWX management bring in uh, that you would like to have an opportunity to wrestle? Well, I mean, without a doubt, uh, I mean, actually, I, I believe it's kind of on either Twitter or Facebook today, both uh, AR Fox and Ricochet. Like, I, would, I would love to work with those guys. Um, those are probably it, the top two guys that I would like to work right now. I think I could have a good, fast-paced, crazy match with those guys. 
Right. Now, one of the other questions in leading, you know, bringing in people and and, and folks getting to, to travel around to, to to different promotions, in your opinion, mm-hmm. is there loyalty today to certain promotions among indie workers, or is it more a self-promoting type of business? Um, I would say as long as a promotion is loyal to the worker, the worker is loyal to the promotion, if that makes mm-hmm. sense to the listeners. Um, if I work for a promotion and they believe in me and they get behind me 100%, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere. I mean, I'll, I'll stick with you and, and I'll ride through. Now, if I promote, say, you know, I get a bigger opportunity and the promotion that I'm sticking with uh, tries to deny me that, you know, or, or you know, uh, prevent me from doing that, that that's an issue. But as long mm-hmm. as the promotion supports you and follows you and, and believes in you, then there's definitely loyalty, in my opinion. Right. Okay. I know that Laura's got a couple questions for you, Lance. Shoot, go I ahead. I sure do. Uh, first off, I would like to congratulate you on winning the PWXI television title. I was there at little late, you Laura. Wanted. Little 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 late, Laura. A little little late, but thank you. I am you. a little late. I am a little late, but hey, you know, um, better late than never. Better late right? than never, right? Yeah, better. See, That's great right. minds think alike. That's right. Um, and I was at Ziggy's when you won, and I literally jumped out of my seat. Uh, cheering, I was so incredibly uh, proud of you. Uh, what was that moment like for you? Well, that moment almost didn't happen. Uh, the The previous night I had done, um, well, actually, it was a triple shot, and I had worked Friday and woke up Saturday morning with my, basically, my right thigh was the size of a, I mean, it just had a knot the size of a softball. Um, and it made my quad wow. muscle. And at first, I, you know, I, I wrapped it up and I, and I wrestled again on Saturday. And after unwrapping it and getting to the bag, I, could, I, could, I couldn't put any weight on it. Uh, you know, it was, it was severely bruised. Uh, and Patrick Price, who was um, doing the booking for PWX at the time, um, he's also an EMT, and, and, and he took a look at it, and he said, man, you know, it, it's it's possible that you have a partially torn quad muscle. Mm. And, you know, I was scheduled to wrestle Drew the next night, um, showed up at the show, um, and as soon as I get there, you know, Brian, the Canabrasi, which is, who is one of the, best dudes that, you know, I've worked for. Um, he, he, he actually cares about his, his workers, which is uh, really nice. Um, it doesn't happen too often. You don't find it too often. But um, he was pretty concerned. Um, he asked me to do some things in the ring to make sure that, you know, I could go. And, you know, so I geared up wrapped the leg, went in there, and ran the ropes a few times. And even after then, uh, 
they didn't want me to work. Uh, they told me they didn't think it was a good idea. Um, but after a little bit of convincing and, and coaxing and, and promising and swearing that I was okay, that, you know, it was, it, it was just a, a, a probably just a muscle strain or, or, or whatever, um, they let me go and the rest is history. <laughs> it sure is. It, it made great history um, in at uh, Ziggy's that night. It, I think that was like one of the best matches of the whole the whole night for me. Well, thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, you're one of my favorite people, so um, you'll you'll well, hear my, lots of that coming out. Well, I have my, my mo- I have my moment. I have my moment. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I'd like to talk about your ultimate, or, or excuse me, ultra dragon gimmick, and where did that come from, and how hard is it to wrestle in a mask? Okay, first of all, I hate wrestling in a mask. Um, I did it. There for, you go. I did it for five years, and it was probably one of the hardest things uh, ever. Uh, the mask that I wore. Uh, the eyes were enclosed, mouth was enclosed. Um, it's basically you're 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 blowing out hot air and then sucking it right back in. So Ooh. you can't breathe. The, your peripheral vision is, I mean, non-existent. Um, it's a nightmare. And and for everyone that works in a mask, I I give you props because I hate it. Kudos to you. Um, now, where did Ultra Dragon come from? Um, I originally was trained at the Jimmy Valiant Wrestling School. Um, oh, camp, yeah. Yeah, so I was originally trained there. Um, I was trained by uh, Boogie. Um, I was trained by Sean Christian, uh, who is a, a, a great indie guy, very underrated, that didn't, in my opinion, never really... Uh, got the opportunities that he deserved. I really, I really feel like a lot of people missed the boat on him. Um, such a mm-hmm. smart guy, such a such a great worker, um, and the Kamikaze Kid from CWF. Um, I was one of the only people there, actually one of the new trainees that could do all the things that all the the lucha style. You know, I could flip, I could fly, I right. could, I could, you know, do all the things that other people couldn't. So, uh, Kazi was doing a promotion in North Carolina called CWF. Um, CWF was ran by Gemini Kid, Jeff Rudd. Um, Gemini, and I get, well, I'm not sure if many people know this, but Gemini Kid is actually one of the originals of Omega, along with Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, uh, Shane Helms, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so... Kazi brought me down to CWF to a, a training session, and Jeff met me, asked me to do a few things for him. He started teaching me some cool little lucha things, and he was—he said, uh, how do you feel about wearing a mask? And at the time, I, I mean, I just wanted an opportunity. Um, so, sure, go, I, let's do it. Um, so he called up his gear maker, uh, Got me a mask made, got me some gear made, and uh, threw it on me and gave me the name Ultra Dragon, and then we just took off with it. 
Awesome. I've seen a couple of um, uh, matches as uh, with you being Ultra Dragon, and they're they're really awesome. They really are, and you pull off you know wrestling in that mask uh, pretty well. So you know, kudos to you, even though you don't like it. Um, this Saturday, you'll be defending your title in Thomasville against your Mighty Coxman partner, Zane Riley. Yeah. What you know about Zane, um, what is going to be your best plan for victory? To stay away from Zane because he's a big, strong boy, and um, <laughs> he'll he he does it. He he won't mind uh, squishing me at, at any opportunity that he gets. Uh, we've already met once previously. To which right, I, he, I met, yeah. He, he's Brad already got you. one on me, so I yeah, feel like yeah. I owe him one, and this time you the do. stakes were a little bit higher. Um, it'll be it's always fun to work with Zane, either tagging or um, against each other, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Zane is also another one of those guys who I feel like is really overlooked and underrated. Um, he's he's such a smart dude, and he's for his size, he's super athletic, and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he could do the things that he does, but he pulls them off really well. Um, he's he's a great character, and and overall, he's a, he's a great worker. He's just a great worker. He's a great guy. And a, He's awesome, and I look forward to it on on Saturday. I, I am too. It's one of the matches I'm really, really looking forward to um, seeing. Exactly, uh, I saw. I didn't get to see the first match that you guys had, um, so I'm really looking forward to this one. And I'm uh, also uh, expecting you to walk out with the TV title still around your waist. Um, well, I hope so. I I know so. I know so. Um, well, when did you know that you wanted to be a pro wrestler? And right now, who is your favorite wrestler? Right now, my favorite wrestler? Oh, okay, let's start with the first question. Okay, let's start with the first question. Um, I knew, I mean, ever since I could understand television. Um, I watched wrestling, you know, my entire life. Uh, not many people know this, and I'm not trying to start a pity party, but I was actually um, diagnosed with neuroblastoma, cancer of the nervous system, when I was three months old. Um, so, uh, I, I was basically in the hospital for, you know, an entire year. Um, wow. I was given a, 50, a 50-50 shot of living. Um but I survived, and you know, I had uh, I had a feeding tube until the age of uh, three. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, so uh, growing up, really, I mean, I couldn't, I wasn't really, I couldn't really be very active because of you know the feeding tube or whatnot, and uh, so I, I watched wrestling. It connected to me, and it was something that. I had fun with because I couldn't go outside to have fun or I couldn't, 
you know, I couldn't, right. I couldn't do, you know, I just couldn't do it. Um, so growing up, uh, I watched wrestling with my grandmother. Um, she was a big time wrestling fan, screaming at the TV and hollering. Um, <laughs> and I knew right, like I was in love with it. Like it was just mesmerizing. It was, you know, when I was when I was five, uh, I, I broke my arm and. I had a cast, and, you know, I'm running around, jumping off my mom's bed, giving everyone Bob Orton cast shots to the head. So That is awesome. I've always, I've always, always, always wanted to be, a, it's in my blood. I mean, since day one, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Um, now, my favorite, my favorite wrestler of all time is this Shawn Michaels. Current, current workers. Um, I'm not sure I really have a favorite because there's so many, so I can't really, um, say one person. Um, indie-wise, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I'll I'll, I'll just name off some people. Uh, let's see, uh, in the big time, you know, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Cesaro, um, those are, those are probably my two favorites in the Fed right now. Um, now, if you look on the independent scene, guys that I enjoy watching, you know, Ricochet, Rich Swan, A.R. Fox, Shane Strickland, uh, let's see, Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee is that kid. Um, I remember Trevor Lee, and, and I remember when he was 13, uh, coming to... Um, North Carolina to Power Pro Wrestling, uh, sitting in the crowd, and after every show, he would talk to me, and and he was one of my biggest fans. Um, he was there every show. He would always ask me for for advice on how to get into wrestling, you know, this and that. Um, he, he is he he's a natural. That he he's what I he's what I like to call special. Um, He's one of those, and Andrew Everett as well. When I was in CWF, the kid was eight years old doing, you know, 450s off the top rope at eight years old. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, that, the, the things that people see him do is nothing, to, it's nothing compared to what he can do. And the same goes for Trevor Lee. Um, you see the style that Trevor Lee works, but... He can do so much more, and he can do things that no one's even ever seen him do but a select few people. Um, those two guys in, in, in the mid-Atlantic area, they're my favorite guys right now. Um, in my opinion, they have superstar written all over them, both of them, in charisma, in, in look, in, 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 in smarts, in work rate, this drive, the dedication. Um, to me, those two guys are the future. Those two guys are, are, are the it right now. Um, I love watching Caleb Connolly. I love watching Cedric Alexander. Jake Manning. Jake Manning has one of my favorite gimmicks. Uh, I, I'm the biggest fan ever of the Man Scout. And uh, he's, he's one of the guys that I've never been able to, I had the opportunity to work with that I've always wanted to work. I've always wanted to work a match with Jake Manning. I think he's so smart. Every you know, 
at every PWX show, I always ask Jake, you know, what can I do better? Um, give me some critiques, you know. Um, he He's that one guy that I always, like, I, I, I trust his opinion because, you know, I feel like he's, he's wise beyond his years. Um, he is. There's... Ethan Case, uh, he, awesome. <laughs> uh, he, he, he was that that dude should have been born in the '80s because he would have been mm-hmm. a superstar in the '80s, and that's that's no bullshit. That's the truth. Um, he has so so much charisma, and it's and it's funny because we actually worked together for Thomas Simpson. Um, and I'm trying to think. I want to say it was Hickory. Well, not Hickory. It was one of those North Carolina towns. But, any, but anyways, nonetheless, <laughs> we were, I was doing Ultra Dragon. He was doing his mask gimmick. And we were actually at a PWX show one time uh, recently. And just out of nowhere, he looked up at me and he goes, you were Ultra Dragon, weren't you? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know that? And then he told me his gimmick, and he told me about Thomas, and that we had already worked together, and I was just like, holy shit, what a small world. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Ethan Case is one of my favorite people to watch, and he's such a good dude, and so is his partner, Elijah. They're they're one of the, in my opinion, the best tag team uh, in the Mid-Atlantic. Um, right at, well, right beside Los Mendeos, those, those those guys are freaking amazing as well. Um, there's so many people. I mean, I could just keep on rattling off names all night long because there's so, 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 so many. PWX alone, CWF. Um, I mean, CWF has so many guys um, that, that that don't get the recognition that they deserve. Eric Royal, Roy Wilkins, Walter Eaton, uh, Rick Handrack, uh, Chase Dakota. Um, then you you know you look at PWX, Chase Brown. Um, <laughs> the list is just, I could just go on forever. But there's so many guys. There's so many guys I can list, so I'll just stop. <laughs> Putting over the world there a little bit, huh? I, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I try to do every every <laughs> night. Oh, I've got Drew Myers, and I love Drew. I love Drew Beast. <laughs> well, you know, talking, speaking of Ethan, you know, he was on earlier, and he said, that you are, his, you know, you told me that he was your favorite dude, and he says that you're his favorite dude, and said something about looting. So can you tell me a little more about that? Okay, looting for okay. Ethan came up with looting. Well, that's what he that's what he named it. Um, my little head wiggle and and shimmy as I come to the ring. Uh, <laughs> that's looting. Uh, for Ethan, he'll, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get, you know, random Snapchats, and it'll be, hey, bro, uh, at the gym looting, and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool, it's, it's, it, you know, he's, he's an awesome dude, man, we got a little bit of a bromance going on, but that's okay, he, he's my boy. I, I think he actually used the term bromigo. Bromigo. All right. He did. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I, I'll accept that. I'll accept Bromigo. Bromigo. Love that. That's hilarious. And um, 
Well, let me ask you this. Um, George Coles, who is uh, a listener, a very dedicated listener to this program, uh, had a question. Uh, You had talked about wrestling for ROH and CZW. What was your time like in both companies, and who was your favorite opponents there? Um, Well, we only got one run at CZW, um, and it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, you know, just things. Not they didn't. Not not that we weren't good enough to come back. Just just personal things came up, and and you know the ship sailed, and it just there wasn't nothing for us at the time. And then later on, we just you know we weren't together. Um, but in in Ring of Honor, man, it was it was amazing. That was probably um some of the best years that I've had in, in professional wrestling. I was, you know, we were with Ring of Honor off and on uh, as extra talent, you know, whenever they needed us for two years. Um, we worked guys like, we worked Cheech and Cloudy. We worked Dark City Fight Club. Um, we worked with Rashi Brown, who is an amazing dude. Dark City Fight Club, amazing dude. Um, Necro Butcher. Uh, Necro Butcher is actually, oh, wow. Necro Butcher and, and Chris Hero are actually the two guys that put us over to to get our chance at Ring of Honor. We had actually done a show for Necro um, in Idaho, uh, East Coast. Um, after doing Idaho, East Coast for Necro, you know, we, we, we had been coming to the Ring of Honor shows. Um, you know, we were friends with Brett Titus. And, you know, he was like, you know, we came to the shows, we set up, we came early, we, we did everything that, that, you know, we helped promote everything that we, we possibly could. And, you know, Necro and, and Hero talked to, to Adam Pierce, who was doing the booking at the time, and, you know, hey, give these dudes a shot. You know, I know, we were, you know, Jason, who was a, you know, a 280-pound uh, black dude, and then you had uh, a, a hundred and... 20 pound little skinny white dude and you know at first Adam's like okay I'll give you guys a shot and uh, <laughs> you know he, he, he gave us a dark match and he he we you know he came back through the curtain and the first you know he, he was like you, you two fuckers are hilarious and uh, he invited us back the next night and um, we just started Going, you know, doing more and more and more, and we were we were doing ROH TV tapings when they were doing uh, HDNet. Um, it was such a fun time. Tyler Black was there, Seth Rollins. Uh, we actually um, worked with Dean Ambrose. Um, Daniel Bryan was there. Um, this was this. I mean, it was it was such a. Uh, it was such a booming period for Ring of Honor. It was right in the thick of just amazing talent. Necro Butcher, Austin Aries, uh, the Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, let's see, um, who else was there at the time? Roderick Strong. Um, just, it was awesome. It was awesome to be in that locker room. Um, we actually worked with Kevin Steen and El Generico on ROH TV, um, which was probably in my top five matches. I had such it was so fun, and those guys are so fun to work with. 
and they 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 put us over way more than they should have and even had to, but they did it because they felt that we deserved a chance to show what we had, which I'm grateful for. I mean, it it was one of the highlights of my wrestling career. Um, but personally, my favorite moment in, in Ring of Honor would, and my favorite opponents, to be honest, would be Kings of Wrestling. Uh, we actually worked Kings of Wrestling uh that's in awesome. Richmond, Virginia, near our hometown, um, and we had you know a solid, almost twenty minute match with those guys, and it, it, they're so they're just so smart, and you just learn so much from just being in the ring with Chris alone. Chris Chris Hero is one of the smartest uh, workers in the business. Um, it sucks that you know he's not in NXT right now because that's he should be in WWE in my opinion. Um he's such a, a just a solid worker and and he he could write a whole book on wrestling. He really could. Um and he he showed us a lot of love and 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 he supported us and and he he was our break in ring of honor and we're you know I'm forever grateful for that. And uh those two guys are are definitely the highlight of my Ring of Honor career. You know, Lance, earlier in the program, earlier in the program, we had had mentioned this, and I wanted to get your thought on this. Uh, with the the success that Ring of Honor's had, you know, over the course of the past few years, and and more recently with these these last two shows and their and their teaming with New Japan. Do you believe? It's my opinion, and you know, my opinion. Everybody's got you know, you know the saying. But it's my opinion that Ring of Honor has moved past TNA as the number two promotion behind WWE in the United States. Oh, what, what is your opinion? Definitely. 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 Um, TNA. I mean, it's a it's a sinking ship, um, and I feel bad for all the talented guys there. Hopefully, it could be turned around. But right now, there's a there's a big hole in the boat, and there's a lot of water coming in. If you look at right. the product, uh, you watch it on TV, and it's not good. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not saying that the work rate isn't there because you know if you look at you have you have the guys there that have the ability to have five star matches every night, mm-hmm. but when you put them in horrible situations, there's there's not much you can do. Um, right. The ratings don't lie. Um, you, you see, you know, no one, it, it doesn't get the viewers that it used to. It's not getting the attention that it used to. Um, and it's sad because it was such a good thing for um, independent wrestlers to have another goal beyond the WWE. And mm-hmm. now it just feels like going to TNA in my opinion, would hurt you more than help you. Right. Well, you know, we've talked about this before, and I agree with you. It is no reflection on the talent that's there. And As a matter of fact, I just saw an interview with Robbie E., which I've personally seen wrestle on independent cars, and what he can do in the ring is not nearly reflected in what TNA has him do in the ring. And, you know, his whole thought process on it was is that, uh, 
even though several bigger names may have left, being in Hulk Hogan and AJ Styles and and, and most recently Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, uh, he still believes that younger talent will have an opportunity, uh, you know, to help turn TNA around. Uh, do do you think it's too late? No, I don't think it's too late. I mean, I I, I think he's right that they do have the talent to turn it around if they do it the right way. Now, if, you know, they keep doing things the same way they're doing them, it what what's the use of having the talent that you have if you're not using them correctly? Now... Right. You know, like you said, you have Robbie E, who, who, who also is a, a smart guy, excellent worker, uh, American Wolves, uh, Zima Ion, um, Eric Young, Abyss. I mean, there's guys there. Bully Ray, who's, I mean, he's a he's a freaking wrestling genius. He's he's great. I mean, you have so much talent and potential there, but if you're not working with those guys the right way. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, right. you can't go forward if you're taking steps back. Absolutely, my point. My point exactly. Lance, I want to thank you very much for for being on the show with us this evening. I certainly appreciate your time. Um, big weekend coming up for PWX. Uh, what can we expect yeah. from you this weekend? Um, a lot of shimmy, shimmying, a lot of butt wiggling. Um, oh yeah. A lot of looting, uh, probably some <laughs> air humping, um, uh, some flipping, some flopping, um, and some some uh, you know just some some wackiness and some. Uh, I'm gonna try to steal the show like I try to do every time I'm in PWX or CWF or wherever I am. Um, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be entertained and. And you're going to see some good stuff is what you're going to see. So I hope to see everybody out in Charlotte and in Thomasville for our um, very first PWX show at the Armory. I um, hope to see a, a ton of people there. And, uh, yeah, pretty much comes cool. up. If, uh, if fans want to get a hold of you on social media, Lance, how can they do that? Uh, Twitter, at Lance Lude. It's pretty easy. That's L U D E. And you have uh, 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 any type of uh, merchandise sites or anything like that, or uh, merchandise can be—is is that something that uh, photos and stuff? I don't PWX have show? any merchandise. I, I don't have any merchandise. Which is, you know, if there's anyone, if there's any, you know, creative, artistic people out there. That 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 want to throw Lance something, you know, throw Lance a bone and throw me, throw me, you know, a T-shirt design, throw me something out there. Throw me what you want to see on a T-shirt, and I'll be more than happy to sell it. Very very cool. Before we uh, before we let you go, Lance, could you do us a favor and and record a promo for us? Could you just do something like this is Lance Lude, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can go whenever you're ready. This is Lance Lude, and you're listening to From the Armory. <laughs> That'll work for us. Lance, thank you very much awesome. for your time tonight. 
thank you guys for having me. I really do appreciate it. And sure. um, I hope to talk to you guys again soon, and I hope to actually, you know, see you guys in PWX. You'll yeah. see me Saturday at Good. Front Row. Good. And, Bob, I'm sure you'll be there in spirit. I will be. I will be, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Lance. See Have you, a good Lance. night. Bye-bye. And there goes Lance. What a nice guy. He's such a he is. He's such a nice guy. And I love to hear him talk about, you know, being in Ring of Honor when all those guys were there and, you know, I'm getting excited for Lance being in there. Just listen to that. I mean, that's a who's who right there. Absolutely. I was uh you know, the name that he brought up and I there are several videos on this guy on on YouTube, and, it, and it's somebody that's probably overlooked. Uh, I know that he was in the the major motion picture, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke is is Necro Butcher, and I think a lot of times, yeah, uh, yeah you know, he, there's a, an entire history there of his matches in CZW and IWA events, this, that, and the other, and you know, to hear to, to see what he does in the ring, it's almost he almost has like that. Uh, Oh, the, the what I like to call the Terry Funk syndrome, you know, to see what this guy is capable of in the ring and what he does in the ring, and then turn around and and listen to him actually talk about things, you know, two totally different yeah. personas. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have never have dreamt that there was the Lance Lude Necro Butcher connection. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool to hear. So. We very, always, very, very we, you know, cool. we always learn something. We always That's learn true, something we'll... new about people that we uh, talk to, and I absolutely love talking to Ethan and and Lance. And I'm looking so forward to PWX on Saturday because this little girl is going to be in the front row with her Caleb Conley shirt, cheering oh. for Caleb to retain his PWX championship. And I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, one of our uh, Twitter followers, um, Trash Losigan. He's going to be at PWX as well. Uh, he might be in the front row with me. You never know. But uh, just want to give him, let's just make him the fan dude of the week because, you know, he has to be, and sure, why not? So now we're just giving out free titles because people ask for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just the title, Bob. I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I will name you Sourpuss of the Week. How about that? How about we talk to this guy? Mr. <laughs> Sleaze. What is up? How are you doing tonight? Like I told Lance, just capital, brother. Just capital. Ca- capital. <laughs> capital, capital. See, first Absolutely. off, Trash Your Dude is not the number one fan. I am the number one fan. I am always the fan of the week on this show. Because I call in, unlike Treasure Dude. So, first off, <clears throat> love you, Treasure Dude, whoever you are. <laughs> See, he might be he might be the secret guy that's going to book you. We can't burn a bridge um, yet. No, I'm not trying to burn a bridge, but you know what? I do want to start a new segment. And what might that I want be? To start, I want to start hashtag Sleeze Gets Heat on uh, hashtag Sleeze Gets Heat. Oh, yes. Because guess what? This guy is about to go postal. Again, once again, it's me. Because, you know, just like in baseball, it's the bottom of the ninth. 
the pitcher's a little tired. They're going to bring in the closer, and that's Mr. Solis, Harry Thompson. I'm here to finish this game off right. And I'm here to address a fan or so-called okay. fan of wrestling. All right, I happened to do big-time wrestling this past uh, weekend. Uh, me and Mr. Zane Raleigh tagged up against uh, the Boogie Woogie man, Jimmy Valiant, and the Patriot at uh, Big Time Wrestling. Now, being May, things didn't go as planned at Big Time Wrestling. Certain people didn't show up. You know, things happen in the indie business. Subject card to change, as always. Right. Okay. Here's where my problem is. Me and Zane, we go out, we have a, to us, is a moment in history for us, because you know what? To me, Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, I met this guy at my very first indie show when I was probably about six years old. This kid, this guy came up to me and kissed me on the lips. Now, we fast forward 21 years, and now I'm in the ring with this guy. Okay, right. so that's, that's a full spectrum thing right there in itself. Okay, now, there's certain fans that talk junk about, oh, it was not a good match, it was a bad match, and stuff like that, and... You know, Jimmy, you shouldn't be in the ring, blah, blah, blah. Well, the thing is, if you if you expected me and Zane Raleigh to go into that match, and, you know, I understand fans, they want fast-paced now. They do want fast-paced, nonstop action. You know, they want the ROH style. Um, and I guess, once again, there's not a lot of room for comedy in certain places. But you know what? It happens. But when mm-hmm. you go into a locker room and they say that you're going against these two legends, okay, first off, here we go. They tell you you're going against these two guys. What do you do? Do you go in there and you start shooting off, okay, we're going to do Japanese arm drags, we're going to do Hurricane Ronas, or do you say, gentlemen, what would you like to do? I listen to what the veterans that have paved the way in this business want to do. You know, if these guys want to go out there and pull a headlock off and do it for 15 minutes, guess what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do that for 15 minutes because you know what? It's what these guys who paved the way – have wanted us to do. Now, in that sense, I go out there and I have, honestly, when I walked to the locker room after that match, I I came back there and I was super stoked. I was like, I just had one of the funnest matches in my life. Well, then I get on Facebook and I see where a gentleman has put a post up and has basically trash-talked that match, has talked junk about that match, how... Oh, it's it's not it's not PWX. I feel bad for the guys. Me and Zane don't feel bad about that match. Me and Zane love that match. Um, if you were unsatisfied and you expected us to go out there and freaking power drive legends and kill legends, uh, I mean, you know, you're effed in the head, buddy. I mean, we go out there, we had fun. If you expected us to go out there and run 30 miles an hour with Jimmy Valiant, and the Patriot, buddy, you're in the wrong show. You're at, you're at the wrong show. This is not an ROH show. This was not an ROH match for us. This was us getting to live out a dream of ours. Mm-hmm. And just being in the ring with people like that. So if you got a right. problem with the match and you got a problem with the company, guess what? You don't have to go see the product. You could have been like half the people that came to that show that, you know, they came there, they got their lead autograph, and they hit the hit the road. You know, and I'm pretty sure half those people that got the lead autograph and hit the road, they went straight down the road to Omega just so they could get the Hardy Boys autograph. It happens. I mean, if you're dissatisfied with the product and you're a fan, okay, I'm sorry. Read the card. 
says subject to change. If you're unsatisfied with my match and you want to talk junk about my match and you want to talk junk about how how it was a letdown, it was the worst match of the night, I'm sorry, but we had one of the biggest crowd reactions of the night. Uh, good night. Uh, kiss my ass, that fan. Well, there you have it, folks. They they can't all be a 10,000 light tube death match, especially with, uh, especially with legends. That's just the way that it is. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I was waiting for the mute, but I will be here until the end of the show. If you want me to be on here and you want me to be the third wheel of this show, I will gladly sit on this thing and hope that the motherfucker calls in, and I will let these people have all day long. Because you know what? That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to satisfy. I'm here to please the viewers. You know what? I cannot follow Ethan Case, and I definitely can't follow follow Lance Lude. I legit stole Lance Lude's gear. I just found out this recently when I looked at a picture of his gear, and I went, damn, I just made the same pair of gear. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I feel bad for that. I'm probably going to get copyright infringement off that. He's probably going to kick my ass next time he sees me. But you know what? I love Lance Lude. I'm going to lude right now while I'm walking around my um, garage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Eric, God love you. I'm here for the rest of the show, guys. I'm here for the rest of the show. Keep me on the line. We will talk all day long. We will talk about wrestling shows coming up this week. We Let's will do, do that. We're we're going to do that right now. Laura, do you want to uh, run down some event? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Here's somebody calling in. Hold on. Seven oh four. You're on with live from the Armory. Hey, Bob. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Yay! Kind of under the weather, but I'm here. I hear you, brother. Uh, oh. I wasn't uh, wasn't feeling well myself this past week. Yeah, something hit me yesterday, man, and it jumped on me again overnight, and kind of rough. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's there's definitely been something. Uh, Something been going around. I was uh, down and out a couple of days this week with a little stomach virus. So, uh, you know, I know what you're. I know what you're going through. You uh, you want to stay on the line with us, Terry? We're going to run down a couple of events and uh, and uh, and then we'll chat for a minute before we uh, get off the air. Laura, you want to go on and start with AIW? Uh, yes, I can find it. Hold on just a second because we've jumped around so much. Um, oh Lord! Yes, AIW. You um, and before I get into that, I just want to say happy birthday, Crystal. Today's her birthday. Yes, um, thank birthday. you, Laura. You're welcome. Um, AIW <laughs> presents. <laughs> Go ahead, Laura. AIW presents JT Lightning, the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, May 23rd, 7:30 bell time, and May 24th, 6. P.M. Bell Time, Turner's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio. Some of the 24 participants scheduled to appear: Danny Havoc, Eddie Kingston, Josh Prohibition, Sanjay Dutt, who is wonderful, B.J. Whitmer, Michael Elgin, The Beast, and many more. You can get more info at www.aiw or aiwrestling.com. See here, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Presents We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll, Friday, May 23rd, 8 p.m. bell time. 
This is at the American Legion Post 308 in Reseda, California. World title match, knockout or submission only. Adam Cole will face Kyle O'Reilly. Also scheduled to appear, Roderick Strong, ACH, Kevin Steen, the Young Bucks, and many more. Info for this event to be found at uh, www.prowrestlinggorilla.com. Shine 19, Friday, May 23rd at the Orpheum in Ybor City, Florida. 9 p.m. bell time can be seen on iPay-Per-View at www.wwnlive.com. It's going to be featuring a no-time-limit tag team elimination war. Shine always brings it. I don't expect them to do any less. Info at www.shinewrestling.com. Uh, let's see, NWA, Bayou Independent Wrestling, Saturday, May 24th, West Monroe Convention Center, West Monroe, Louisiana, 7.30 bell time. I will be at that show, and I will give you a breakdown on that show next week. Scheduled to appear, uh, Bordell Walker, Steve Anthony, John Saxon, Jason Kincaid, Barbie Hayden, and more. So I'll have a little uh, thing for this. This is a new promotion for us out of our area. So I will uh, give you a breakdown on it uh, next week. Awesome. And I wanted to run over PWX just really quickly. Uh, PWX in Thomasville, North Carolina, at the Thomasville National Guard Armory. Uh, Doors open at 630. Uh, Bell time is at 730. We've got on the card, of course, the big uh, no-DQ PWX title match. My BFF, Caleb Conley, taking on the vigilante, Cedric Alexander. And my good friend, Lance Lude, defends his ITV title against Zane Riley. Others scheduled to appear, uh, John Schuyler, Moose, I think it's Ojinaka, which I'm really excited about seeing him. Our friends, Worst Case Scenario, and the Tommy Thomas, Billy Brash, Los Bendejos, uh, Jay Rios, Chase Brown, Anthony Henry, Drew Myers, uh, Corey Hollis, the Sin City Saints, and the Bravados. That's in Thomasville. At on Sunday, they're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, at Club Hush. And my computer just went haywire. Um, okay. Sorry about that. It just did, and I I can't get it back. But for more information about PWX, you can go to www.pwxprowrestling.com. Uh, great seats still available. You can find out all the information there. Okay. Uh, Danger Zone Sports. That's going to be happening this Saturday, uh, the twenty. That's the twenty-third. Am I right? Yeah, Saturday the twenty. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, Saturday the twenty-third. Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club, Wilson, North Carolina, seven thirty bell time on this. The Gorilla Squad, the DZ Girls, and all the stars of Danger Danger Zone Sports will be in action. Um, Wildcat Sports presents Fall from Grace. Saturday, May 24th, this is at the Grace King Auditorium in Metairie, Louisiana. Scheduled to appear, Matt Lancey, Wes Adams, Mike Dell, former show guest Luke Hawks, Homicide, Basita 666, and many more will be there. Info on this show can be found at uh, www.wildcatsports.com. And the last one that we have is NWA Smoky Mountain. This is a special event for the Cox Family Adoption Fund, Saturday, May 24th, 8 p.m. bell time, Greenville, Tennessee, at the Greenville National Guard Armory, scheduled to appear, 
Daniel Mulligan, the Illuminati, Jeff Conley, Corey Blade, Ron Mathis, Nick Hammonds, and many others. Uh, all the information for NWA can be found at www.nwasmokymountain.com. And that's the events that we have. Yeah. And um, I wanted to, I think what Terry wants to talk about is Milestone and the absolute mayhem that happened at the end of his match with Colt 45. So I'm interested in hearing this. I don't know about you, Bob, but. Absolutely. I've seen some of the pictures. We shared some of the pictures on our uh on our Twitter account, on our Facebook page that Terry won't you uh won't you give us the better perspective you were in the match? Well, um my manager Seth Webb um kinda took it upon himself, I guess, during the match to try to help me out and go get the two other members of our group during the match to come out and assist me. And mm-hmm. Both of them actually just got their asses handed to them by Colt and laid them out. So when I felt like I had the upper hand and and I had it well in hand, I went to the back and got my own secret weapon, which was Big Donnie. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) I come out with him and... um, there's a little tag along. Little Donnie decided he wanted to come out, and we had to kick his ass and throw him back through the curtain because I knew he would screw something up. And the end all was he ended up doing it. Mm. <laughs> um, I had I had thrown a chair at Colt before I left to go to the back to get Big Donnie, and it actually split Colt open the hard way on top of the head, and he. He was hard-headed about it, and he probably could have used probably 12 or 14 stitches, but didn't go. And um, there at the end, um, Colt had me in the corner working me over, and Big Donnie was about to hit the big splash on him from behind and sandwich him between us. And little Donnie appeared out of nowhere and pushed Colt out of the way, and Big Donnie splashed me instead. Hmm. So, um, I fell down in a heap, as you can imagine. Um, Big Donnie was standing over me, checking me out, trying to get me up and get me going again. And as he did that, Cole 45 jumped off the top rope with an Arabian face buster to his back and basically knocked him out on top of me. Oh, boy. So... <laughs> There you have it. And that's how that happened. And then, of course, we uh, we saw the picture, uh, you know, more more fitting than, than what I could put to words. And it really was the last man standing. It was a picture of Colt 45 standing on top of Big Donnie, who was laid out on top of you. Yeah, with two people trying to pull him off of me. I couldn't budge him. Yeah. Gosh. Well, where does this uh where does this put us at, Terry? Where where we go from here? <laughs> well um the next milestone show I get to seek a little revenge there because I think it's been signed to me and little Donnie. <laughs> um any type I actually of, uh, put, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I actually petitioned for a um, dog collar match. Ooh, dog collar match. As it, which is yet to be granted. Um, my partner there, Seth, my advisor, he needs to get on it and make that happen since he owns one-third of the company. Yeah. <laughs> um, but far and above beyond that, um, July 12th at the Ink Fest show, down in Concord, North Carolina, at the Cabarrus Arena, um, me and Cole 45 and Justin Fireball has a three-way dance for the XWW Hardcore Belt. That right there ought to be, a, yeah, that ought to be a very interesting matchup right there. Um, yeah, because um, you know Justin's had that belt for a year. I've been chasing him, you know, for the. Eight months I've been there, you know, and I won the King of the Deathmatch tournament there, and he didn't even make it out of the first round. Right. And, you know, um, I just see him getting his ass kicked. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Well, there you have it. uh, You said that's going to be July the 12th, was that right? Yes, sir. That that whole weekend is the Inkfest show. It's a big tattoo convention. It runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which I think we're going to be there all three nights, all three days, but the actual wrestling portion, I think, is like mid-afternoon Saturday. Okay. Awesome. Very, very cool. Very cool. Well, I am uh, not not too happy with the outcome of the match. I really, really thought that, uh, that things were going to be well in hand. That obviously, some things need to be fine-tuned. Uh, but uh, I expect that... Uh, Bob, 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 it was yeah. well in hand. Well... We, me, and Donnie, me and Donnie had this under control. Little Donnie well, come I, out and and did what he does, which is screw something up. Well, yeah, <laughs> what is I, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, you've been whipping on little Donnie now for so long. What's it going to take? I honestly don't know. I mean, I've... I've I've killed the kid time after time after time. I landed on his face with a moonsault at Alamore last year, and he just got up and kept going. I, 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 I don't get what drives him. I don't know either. He's like a broken watch. He at least tells time twice a day right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Well, at least we know that uh, we have a big opportunity in front of us. On July the 12th, you, Colt 45, Justin Fireball at the Ink Fest. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, um, it should be quite interesting. Like I said, three-way, basically, hardcore death match and, you know, winner take all. Sounds like a winner to me. I can't Karen, wait. my friend. Why don't you uh, why don't you get a little cold medicine, get yourself some rest, and, uh, and you still have to give uh, Crystal. Well, you gotta give her a happy birthday kiss, but you gotta kiss her on the cheek. I'm sure she doesn't want that cold. I've I've already tried to do that, but she won't let me. She wants it on the mouth. So. Oh boy. Oh, you know how women okay. are. I know. I know. Just that's just the way it is. All right, my brother. You just have to play the game. I'm All right, buddy. See you. <laughs> All right. See you, Terry. Right. <laughs> and there goes Terry. 
All right, folks. It's been another action-packed, eventful episode. Uh, want to go on and tell you our guest from next week, our, our, our fans and our listeners on the left coast will be happy about this. Joining us next week, Woo-hoo! championship wrestling from Hollywood, we have Kylie Sutton, also known in certain circles as Allie Parker, and manager and commentary genius Stu Stone will be with us on the program. Really looking forward to talking to both of them. Uh, Laura, do you have anything that you would like to say to the uh, good people before we go? Um, I would just like to say thank you very much for tuning in. And I want to give two quick shout-outs. One, to HCWA Wrestling, who always gives us a shout-out. And also would like to shout-out the band uh, Steel Wolf. Uh, They will be at PWX uh, at Thomasville. Uh, They'll be the opening band before the wrestling starts. So, Get out there early so you can hear some great uh, music. I know I'll be there early, as always, and I can't wait for a great weekend of PWX wrestling. It never disappoints. Absolutely, folks. Make sure that uh, if you are in the Thomasville, North Carolina area and or the Charlotte, North Carolina area on the 24th and the 25th, please check out PWX wrestling. You will not be disappointed. Folks, we'd like to thank you for tuning in, listening to us wherever you may be at. And just remember, folks, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll talk to you next week. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.